Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and this will be the last episode of 2019. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to all those who celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, um, Happy Thursday. <laughs> um, this is a this is an interesting time of year for folks. Um, it becomes an interesting time of year on on a financial level because there's a lot of pressure to spend a lot of money in a very short window of time, um, and that comes kind of on the whether you are no matter which holiday you participate in and no matter the gravity for which you participate um this can be a very difficult time emotionally um christmas is a holiday that christmas and hanukkah as i imagine from the as much information as i've gained from having some friends of the jewish faith is and kwanzaa as well as a family holiday it's a holiday about family and sometimes much like thanksgiving it's a holiday that requires you to be around family and that can make this a hard and difficult emotional holiday for those who have difficult relationships with their families or those who have no relationship with their family or for those who've lost family members um, or are still suffering through grief. Um, I was on Twitter and I saw a person who their mom had passed away on Christmas Eve. And I said, damn, I can't imagine what that will be like for them for the holidays going forward. Um, a very close friend of mine, her grandmother uh, her grandmother passed away on Christmas. It's like, so things, these holidays, as much as they they can be joyful, um, they can also be very difficult for people. So we have to be kind to those. So as the holiday has wrapped up and it's over, um, at least Christmas is over. I know Hanukkah is still going and Kwanzaa just started. Is that, you know, this season, though, as this season begins to wrap up, just you have to be kind to other people. And kind because, again, we don't know what people's financial situations are. If you were struggling all year long, it's unlikely that Christmas won't exacerbate that struggle. Um, the holiday season won't exacerbate that struggle. And, you know, with um, the, the, the statistics saying that on average, an American will spend $1,000 on Christmas. If you're struggling to pay your rent, $1,000 for Christmas is something that can be very hard for you to come up with. Or you're spending money you don't have. And you know how we feel about that here in the financial emancipation space. Um, you know, Christmas is on December 25th. Well, January 1st, the rent is still due, you know, and it, it's hard. It's, it's hard. I don't say that, you know, I don't say all of this without understanding how difficult it is to not want to be a part of a season of gift giving, want to be part of a season where your children, if you have children, they have expectations um, that society has helped build and probably you have as well. Um, that there's, there should just be a tree full of gifts, you know, with gifts under the tree. And and it, it's not really easy for a child or a young person to understand it. You just don't have it. And so there's a lot of guilt associated with it. Uh, many of us are living out our own childhood. So if you were a person who, when you grew up, there either weren't gifts under the tree and you want to make sure your kids have it, or there were so many gifts under the tree, and even though you can't afford it, you want to make sure they have it. You know, this, this can be a very difficult time of year. And the ways in which we we know how we can do better with this, we've said all year long. But sometimes, just like a lot of things that come with your finances, it just hits you and it comes out of nowhere. You know, honestly, this year for me, the fact that Thanksgiving was so late made Christmas really run up on me. And I, uh, in the first to admit, I didn't hit the mall or the internet to start shopping until December 21st. Like, I, I woke up one day, I was like, oh, wow, it's Christmas 
coming. I like it just it just wasn't in my mind. Um, I was having construction done in my house, so my house wasn't decorated for Christmas. My house was in shambles. Like, and I I think I was doing the podcast when I did my kitchen. Um, I don't know why I keep doing construction and staying in my house. I don't know why. Because it drives me crazy. The entirety of it drives me crazy. The dust drives me crazy. The process, the house being like upside down drives me crazy. But then I'm very happy at the end. So it's just one of those necessary evils. But I feel like the next time I want to do a renovation, I want to like, go live someplace else. So hopefully that's my, that is my life. Because whew, cause I want to do my bathroom in 2021. And I'm like, oh my God, I do not want to live through the dust and the construction and the 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 delays and the everything because it's it's not it's not it's just it's just what it is it's not like there's no way around it and it just can drive me crazy anyway I'm saying I wasn't quite in a Christmas spirit this year um and that was just because you know I just like things just kind of got away from me so I can imagine if you're a person who's on a limited amount of resources or a limited budget when it comes to Christmas if it gets away from you you can begin to make financial decisions that maybe aren't as advantageous to your future finances as you would like them to be you know, I say this all the time. Many people are utilizing the idea that they're going to get their tax return um, in February. And so they just, you know, they say, okay, it doesn't matter. I'll spend the money now, I'll get it back in February. A new day is upon us with this president and this administration as far as taxes go. And while some people will be benefiting from the tax changes that were made, not many people will as far as those who aren't rich or, or earning or high earners. And so the tax, if you saw it last year, um, there were some things that, you know, you, you will see that this year, the tax, your taxes will look a lot different. There'll be a lot of things that you may not be able to claim. And therefore, you may not get as big of a tax refund back that you once thought you would. And so if you spent up your money in anticipation of getting that big tax return, you might be in a in a bind come February. So these are the kind of things that impact us around the holidays. And these are the kind of things that can make the holidays, these holidays difficult, but they can also make post-holiday difficult. So I'm here to give you an encouraging word about what happens post-holiday. Listen, again, this holiday is something that can have so many deep emotional triggers as well as financial triggers. And once it's over and the dust settles, it can kind of double back on you because you can begin to re, re-experience those, those triggers because you're like, wow. I'm upset with myself because I overspent. I'm upset with myself because I ran up my credit card. I'm upset with myself because I I bought too much stuff that I couldn't afford or I spent money or my rent's going to be late or any of those things. And, you know, it may not be to that extent. You know, there there are people who are in that position and then there are just people who maybe your resources are not as tight and you still overspent. And maybe, yes, your mortgage will be paid and or your rent will be paid and those things will occur, but maybe you just overspent. You know, and and we have to look at, again, when you have a a point in time where emotion is tied to your spending, we talk about that all year long. Anytime emotion is tied to your spending, you're going to see an instance for which your spending is not in line with your goals. Because your emotions um, tend to be ones for which you're trying to compensate, feed, fill something. So just take, take the time to think about that. You know, for me, again, Christmas is a difficult holiday for me. I I used to love Christmas. I grew up loving Christmas. Um, I, I realized yesterday that I don't like Christmas anymore. <laughs> and that was a hard realization for me to come to, but it's the truth. I don't enjoy the Christmas holiday anymore because what I associate with the Christmas holiday, my mother, 
um, that close knit family, you know, staying in and and doing like a very in, intimate family thing. See, when I grew up, Thanksgiving was a holiday where you travel to different people's houses and stuff like that. But and Christmas was where you stayed home and you stayed with family. And until the nighttime, when we got like became teenagers, you could go out at night. But during the day, Christmas morning, everybody had to be here at all day until after we ate dinner then you could go on about your business go out with your friends and so for the last 19 years of like my mom not being here and the last 19 Christmases that I've experienced I've tried it many different ways I've tried Christmas where I've ignored it I've tried Christmas where I've gone all in I mean hosted it baked everything cooked everything hung a piece of Christmas decoration from every um, point in my house um, and I've tried things in the middle. I've traveled. I'm like, I've tried every way to, to navigate Christmas to see which way was going to make me feel similar to how I used to feel about it. And I realized that there's no way to recapture that moment because I can't recapture the person who was the center of that. And so, um, you know, the, it, it could change. That could change for me. But um, there were also years when because I wasn't feeling good about Christmas, I overspent on gifts. I just bought people things and spent money on things just to kind of make the try to create the experience, you know. And again, because at the time, the money wasn't really an issue. I was like, I'm just going to spend it. And I realized that, you know, I didn't need to do that because it still didn't make me feel what I was trying to feel. Um, and it still left me, you know, needing to pay bills, et cetera, et cetera. So anytime there's a deep emotion tied to something you can find that it can impact your finances in the way you spend your money and cause you to make financial decisions that you may later look back on and, and regret and so as hard as it is and as difficult as it is and challenging as it is to plan for Christmas in a way that's not emotional um we you you need to and we all need to in a way because a thousand dollars is on average what people spend I know people who I'm close to who spent way more than that on things on Christmas. And, you know, again, you, you have to, in order for Christmas to not have a financial impact on you, you have to have that surplus money ready and available to spend. And while there are some people who have that, there are some people who don't and they still spend it, you know, and again, that's not to shame anybody who's doing that because it's very understandable while we're all participating in, what is a capitalist, commercialized holiday um, encouraging us to really break the bank in order to, um, to to feel validated about this holiday? You know, it, it is something that can really have a financial impact on you. And when January comes around the corner, it's almost as like you, nothing changes as far as your bills being due, your light bill, your gas bill, your rent, your mortgage, your car note, your student loans, your your baby's daycare, whatever the case is, it's still going to be here in January. And so it, you can go from a very much a financial high as far as like, listen, I'm spending it, spending it, swiping it, swiping it to a financial low so quickly, two to three weeks later, where you're struggling, you're looking, you're piecing everything together. And that's a very, that's an emotional roller coaster that you don't want to have to ride every year. And so there are different ways. We've talked about it all year long. And now that we're about to pro- approach January again, and as it's right fresh in your mind, I want to encourage you, no matter where you fall in the in the ways in which I've described how you celebrate Christmas, you should take th- this time and feel how you feel right now, post the holiday, and take that to create some goals for yourself for January. Listen, if on average, the, an average American is spending $1,000 on Christmas, right, then that means if you started in January, 
right? And you saved $80 a month, you'd be set for Christmas next year, right? Even if you just put it to the side. And even if you didn't put $80, let's say you just took $40, you'd be halfway there, you know, but putting yourself, putting money aside for Christmas starting in January is the smartest thing you can do. And listen, I know people will say to me, listen, Malik, I don't got an extra $40 to put away every month. And I say, if you don't have extra $40 to put away every month, where are you going to get the, the extra $1,000 in December except taking it from January? So we have to make some decisions, right? And, and again, I always say these things that don't help, social media doesn't help, Right. Because there was a point in time where, you know, now people are putting up Christmas trees and the Christmas tree has to have all these gifts around and celebrities are participating in this too, right? So they're putting up these trees and the trees are surrounded by all these gifts. And, you know, if you have a tree with three gifts, you may feel inadequate because I also feel like social media is doing this, right? It's, it's allowing, it's putting up this idea. Everybody can put up these things. You don't know what's in the boxes. You don't know what's there. But this idea that you have to do all these things to meet up with this expectation that's going around. And again, it can be very hard. But if you want to participate in it and you want to be able to be do it without the stress, then I say as we're looking towards January, start now. And it's hard to see the future. But the way that our, our, our system works with January is the beginning and December is the end. The beginning and the end are very close to each other for which you can, your, your mind can, can, can remember what was just going on five days ago, six days ago. And when we get to January, you're going to remember what it felt like when you were spending. And then as you get to mid-January starting to pay those bills, you're going to remember what it feels like to be struggling a little bit and it things to be a little tight. And so you can start from here. You can start from January and, and give yourself that runway that you need. It may not be all, you know, you may save up a thousand dollars and then end up spending 2000, but you're halfway there and you want to be halfway there. You want to be some portion of the way there so that you're not dragging yourself to follow in January. You know, listen, the new year is a time for everybody's new year, new me in it. Everybody's, you know, new goals. Everybody's about to have new things that they want to do. And the reality is it's very hard to get yourself motivated to start out and be like hitting the ground running on your goals if you're weighed down by the decisions you just previously made. So it's like if you decided that tomorrow you want to go out, you like, listen, January is coming. I want to start running and, and, and I want to start running again. I used to run all the time and now I want to start running again. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to start running again, right? I can't go and eat. Like, like, like my birthday is in a couple of days and New Year's Eve and I'm going to be drinking and eating, right? I can't do that. My birthday is on the 30th, New Year's Eve 31st, right? I can't do that. And then on Jan- and say to myself, as I'm doing that, that on January 1st, I'm going to start running. That doesn't make sense, right? I'm not going to, my physical body won't be prepared for that. Uh, mentally and emotionally, I won't be prepared for that. So if I set that up as a goal, all I'm going to do is fail. Instead, I can set a realistic goal that says, okay, on January 1st, I'm going to, I'm going to cut off the liquor. I'm going to cut out the carbs. I'm going to do blab. I'm going to get green only. I'm going to be drinking juices and I'm going to do that for the first two weeks of January so I can get my body in a better position. And then come January 15th, I'm going to start going and, and, and stretching and doing all these things and maybe do a yoga class and maybe this kind of class. And by February 1st, I want to be back out there running at least a mile, trying to run a mile and run walk you know these are realistic things but 
if I if I would have just said, you know what, after my birthday and, and New Year's, I'm gonna January first, I'm gonna run five miles. When I would get out there, try to run, I would be I would be sore, I would be sick, I would be you know, it would be a very torturous experience. And that would just tell me what I needed to hear so that I could not do it again. And that would already, that would set myself up for failure on a goal just first day out. And it's the same thing with your finances. So if you're, if you're, you know, there's no, no magical switch happens on January 1st, as much as it feels like that. So if you're going to be in debt or you're going to be kind of tight in January from what you did in Christmas at Christmas time, but you have financial goals, then you need to set a runway for yourself so you can begin to, to like go towards that goal. Because if you started on January 1st and you say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get my money in order on January 1st. Then bills ain't even come in from Christmas yet. And as soon as they do, you're going to get discouraged and then you're going to step away from your goal. Don't do that to yourself. Give yourself, say, listen, I'm going to take the month of January. I'm going to clean up this, whatever I've done for Christmas. I'm going to get some things in order. I'm going to write out a budget. I'm going to gather up my bills. Spend the month of January preparing yourself as you repair what you've done for the whole year of 2019, particularly the month of December, and then prepare for yourself for what you're going to do for the rest of 2020. You can take that month of January. There's no shame in that. Take that month of January to get yourself in order, to align yourself with the way you want to do things, to make the shifts and changes mentally that you need to do in preparation for the changes you're ready to make. If you want to start saving, right, you need to do your budget, do your stuff so that you can see what's a realistic amount of money you can save. And then you want to kind of test that out and see what that's like. But if you just jump out the window, on January 1st, with a plan that, that doesn't have, that's not well thought out, you're going to, to set yourself up for failure. And in 2020, we don't want to set ourselves up for financial failure. We want to be able to move towards these things, but in a realistic and, 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 and thoughtful way. Don't set yourself up for failure. You know, listen, the month of January can be your recovery month. It's the month where you kind of get your mind right, really focus on what you want to do, write it down. If the only thing you do for yourself between now and January 1st is get yourself a journal or a piece of some sort of paper where you can write this down, do that for yourself. If you're still thinking about a gift to give to someone else who you may see now, a little small journal and a pen, write it down. Write down what your financial goals are. Write down what it is that you would like to see next year be different than it was this year. Write it down. Don't go into 2020 without having at least written down the goals you have for yourself in life as well as your financial goals, but write them down. And when you have your financial goals written down and you decide how you're going to recover through the month of January, you can allow yourself February 1st to be your change day, February 1st to be when you start things. And yes, you technically lose a month of the year, but you don't lose it because the recovery and the preparedness and then the getting ready is just as important as the other 11 months. Because like I said, I can't just get up and just start running five miles. You can't do that because you will be, you will, you will suffer through it and then it will not be successful. So there's no loss. There's no shame. There's no, you know, there's nothing that you should be upset with yourself about when having to take a month to prepare. You're actually going to put yourself in a better position to win later. So give yourself that, that kindness, be kind to yourself. Do not, do not sit around and beat yourself up about what you did as it related to Christmas. Time is gone. The money is gone and an experience has happened. If you've, if you've done it and people in your life have been happy, then you've already done your job. Leave that alone. Let that be in the past. Leave that in 2019. It's been the very beginning of the new year for which you are blessed to see a new year and a new decade. 
and allow yourself the grace that you need to clean up, fix up, get yourself in order and let February 1st be where you can kick off your new financial journey so that by the time we get to December 2020, you're not feeling this way. I give this advice at the end of every year because I want people to kind of remember how they felt at the end of this year. Look back cumulatively on what happened this year. Did you get a raise this year? Did you earn more money? Or have you been earning the same money for five and six years? Are there changes you need to make on that front? Is it time to spend a little bit of $200 and get that resume written so that you can get a new job? You know, are you, are you stagnant? Is it time to go back to school so you can expand your knowledge base and therefore expand your ability to earn money? Is it time for you to start that business you've been waiting to start? You know, that idea that you've been kicking around. Is it time for you to open up that boutique or start selling that stuff or start offering your services? Is it time to do that? You got to think about that because if 2019 zipped by and you're like, damn, I didn't get to do any of the things I wanted to do. Don't let 2020 be the same. New decade, new year. Give, take, give yourself the chance to do what it is that you want to do. You know, there's a lot of, for which we can, we look back on time and say, listen, you know, there are plenty of people when I graduated from high school, there are people like, I don't have four years to go to college, right? But those four years zip by, you know, and, and you look back and say, damn, in the four years, I didn't do anything and I could have gone to college, you know, people will say, you know, I didn't have the time to open that business, but the time still went by and you could have still done it. So we have to just be more mindful of that. And don't allow yourself to sit in any type of position or space that you feel negatively about. If 2019 wasn't your year, you got a night, you got a nice opportunity on the January 1st to just start over and get towards what you want. Look towards the future, set those goals so that you can achieve what you want to achieve. You can move yourself closer. You don't have to have another stagnant year. You don't have to have another stagnant decade. So if things in your life aren't looking the way you want them to look, you're the person who has to make the changes. And those changes may require you to do some investments in yourself. Do them because they're worth it. You know, and that's the same thing on the financial front. It's the same thing on the relationship front. It's the same thing on the friendship front, on the family front. Nothing, anything that doesn't serve you and make you feel uh, like the best version of yourself, you've got to make some changes. That's just the way that is. And anything that's stagnant, anything that's stale, anything that's just been the same for the last decade, it's a new decade upon us. It's time to make some changes. You don't want to be financially strapped in 2020 the same way you was in 2010. If that's what you're looking towards, you need to make some changes. And the universe is not going to change first. That's not how it works. You change first, the universe responds. Because the universe already has the things in order it can do for you. You got to make the shift. And when you make the shift, the universe lines right up for you and puts you right where you need to be. But it doesn't, the universe not going to shift around you while you sit still looking around like, well, I'm not going to do nothing, just hoping and wishing. That ain't how it works. You have to make the shift, the shift in your thinking, the shift in your actions, the shift in your behavior, the shift in how you, what you believe, what you perceive and what you're willing to accept and tolerate. You got to make those shifts. And when you do, the universe will respond accordingly. Without a doubt, I am confident about that. So if you're looking to make some financial changes in 2020, you got to first do some shifts in you. And if it requires that you take that month of January to do that, do it. And there's no shame in that. Take that month. Get yourself in order so that when you can shift, when you shift, the universe will line up for you and get you where you need to be. So this is our last podcast for 2019. Thank you so 
much for everyone who's listened, shared, um, talked, responded, sent me emails, messages on Instagram about support um, for this podcast. Thank you so much. You know, it's a labor of love. And there are times when it's, it's, it's hard for me to do this along with the, the job I have because my job is pretty demanding. But I try to make sure that I get it in so that we can keep this momentum going. I really, really do appreciate that. You guys encourage me to keep going, keep moving, keep being motivated because this message is something that people need to hear, conversations and discussions that need to be had. And I'm so happy and honored to be a person who can do that and use this platform to do that. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. In the new year, please share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, especially at this time of year. And when people are looking for that, tell them to go back, listen to the beginning episodes, go through the fundamentals of financial freedom. Gift that to somebody. Say, hey, if you're going through it, you're struggling, send them the podcast. Tell them to start at episode one. The sound was a little bit different then, but we had to grow and elevate with a better microphone and a better system. But we're there and there's always room to grow. But send them back so they can see some of those big episodes we did about your tax return is not a um a windfall and how um you know different things like that. Go back. Those episodes are such gems and jewels for like the basis for how we get through financial um financial emancipation. So thank you again for all your support in 2019. And I look forward to 2020 being bigger, better, brighter for all of us. So thank you again for listening. If you haven't already done so, hit me up. Um, follow me on Instagram at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions for me, please feel free to send me an email. You can send me a DM as well, but you can send me an email, Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you again for listening all in 2019 and I hope you'll be back in 2020 as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Happy New Year.